0: Nobody, buddy. Good
1: morning. It's just five minutes after the seven o'clock hour here on My Talk 1071. You're listening to Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Bradley Trainer from the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'll be back on that show on Wednesday. Um, Jason is out. I'll be here with you guys tomorrow, along with, of course, Alexis Thompson, Dawn McLean, and Kenny. And um, we need to talk about pasta because Alexis, yeah. you told us um, in the last segment that you are actually watching. A Quibi show I had no idea anybody was still on Quibi but you and Dawn are what's well, the shape Dawn, of pasta?
0: Dawn especially and she's the one that told us about the show but now that I went past the 90 days and I had to pay the five dollars because I have not watched Quibi at all I thought well I need to go and at least watch something so I don't know is that weird to feel like I at least got something out of it if I'm paying for it it's only five dollars why do I feel the pressure to watch some Quibi shows Because Because you get your money. I just cancel it. Yeah. Did you cancel it? I did cancel it, but I didn't do it in time. So that's why. So you have a a month of. 90 day. Okay. Yep. Which now I have one more week before it's completely done. So then I'm thinking, well, is there anything else that I need to watch? That's why I was curious to see what else you'd say, because you told us about Shape of Pasta and you're probably the only person that I know of that's can. Continued to watch Quibi. <laughs> I know I'm sorry guys. So but, sh- no don't be sorry but Shape of Pasta we know Bradley will love right Don. Oh
2: my gosh Bradley I cried I was weeping by the end of the first oh no. episode. Is this it's like a cooking a show? It, it's kind of it's about this chef it's so beautifully shot his name is Evan Funk and he owns Felix Trattoria I think I'm saying that right in LA it's this restaurant that does handmade pastas he speaks Italian And he, the whole premise of the show is that he wants to preserve these old shapes of pasta, which I did not know there were thousands of shapes of pasta before I watched this show. So he wants to make sure that these shapes of pasta do not die out. They're specialized shapes that are within little villages in Italy. So each episode, he goes to this, one of these small, just Italian villages, finds, uh, I think they're called Nona's. But yeah like they, a grandma, yeah, yeah, a a nona, yeah, <laughs> and they they are making it's like a pasta grandma, and so yeah, they like the have lessons. they have they have um preserved the shape of but it's going to die out if somebody doesn't carry on the tradition, and so he learns how to make this pasta, and he's so passionate about it, it's just insane, like he feels so privileged and blessed to be learning this, and then he takes back. He takes those shapes of pasta back to his restaurant in L.A. And, you know, Mm -hmm. but you don't see that part. But it's each episode is like eight minutes. And you learn so much about the town, about why this pasta was made, how long they've been making it. I mean, it's just such a great show. Oh, my God. So now
1: you've totally convinced me I need to check out the shape of pasta. But now I don't have Quibi, so I'm kind of out of luck.
2: Can I give you my password? (laughs) I mean. Yeah. Okay. I can give sure. You mine for I'm a not going to complain. There's also <laughs> a documentary called Funk on Netflix about him. F U N K E. Oh, I
0: haven't seen that yet.
1: Oh, weird. And it's just about his. It's pasta about him journey. and how
2: he started his restaurant. Um, I I haven't watched it yet, but I have a mind to at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: It's, well, it's I'm definitely going to check that out. It's called Shape of Pasta, and it's on Quibi. And um, I don't. I'm sure they're still doing a trial. If you didn't do the the free trial um, so. a few days, months ago, yeah, yeah,
0: probably. I, it it At really least is thirty days. Shot. Yeah, yeah, and it has like you, you just. It's just the artistry of how they do all of these shows. You're right, Don. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I, I I'm I'm still gonna. We'll let you keep watching and tell, tell us. Whatever. No, I'm glad
1: you're doing the the duty, you Dawn. Are. Because I sorry, duty. Um, well, I yeah, speaking
2: of duty, it's great to watch in the bathroom. Oh right, yes. you know?
1: Dawn. You get it done. Hemorrhoids. Don't do that.
2: What are you talking
1: about? You don't sit on the don't sit on the john too long.
2: Well, I don't sit there forever. I do well, what you're I sitting need there for at I least eight minutes. Or no, something. not at all. I'm just saying oh. sometimes it'll take three to days teeth. to watch one <laughs> okay. Quibi episode yeah oh my gosh is that true okay good Did morning
1: everyone i know you were looking forward to dawn's toilet
2: habit uh, d- uh, yeah no kidding uh we were going to talk about pos but now we're talking about other stuff
1: well let's I let's know move that about from
2: hemorrhoids what oh my gosh
1: sorry guys get a squatty potty don't sit too long and don't sit on stone it's bad for your butt okay oh my that's gosh. my psa for well... your butt this morning good
0: morning Good morning. Well, speaking of toxic environments. <laughs> <laughs> Great transition, wow. Lex. Way to
1: make it. Way to make it. Ooh, that was a good transition.
0: The Ellen Show. <laughs> so many people.
1: From Current... hemorrhoids to Ellen.
0: <laughs> hey, some people feel like that's the way it was like working there, I guess. I mean, all of these allegations. Now, you've been gone a week, so I I don't know how up-to-date you are on what's been going on, but... At least 36 former employees now have said there are different allegations of sexual misconduct, racially charged conversations, not being feeling like they could take time off or for bereavement, a whole bunch of things. And then on top of that, the pile on is now some guests, Brad Garrett, some celebrities, Leah Thompson saying, yeah, it's not fun to be a guest on the show. So they're getting it from all different angles.
1: Yeah. So this was the thing I wanted to check in with you guys, because like you said, I've been gone for a week and now that I'm back, I've been trying to furiously catch up. And I yeah. saw some headlines about Ellen. And my question is, because it seems like there's two clumps of stories and I want to figure out like um, sort of where the you know boundaries are of these stories, because on the one hand, you keep seeing these stories about Ellen um, is a toxic place to work or Ellen herself is a toxic person to work for. And I'm trying to figure out how much of this is the people around her and the environment she's created. I mean, she's responsible, yeah. she's the leader, but how much of it is is just the environment overall and how much of it is actually Ellen? Because um, as you've already mentioned, Alexis, one of the stories I read talks very specifically about some sexual misconduct allegations. And by the way, if you haven't read this story that Buzzfeed did, they did an investigation about some of the producers. It mind-boggling that um, these things were allowed to go on for any length of time but that seems like separate to like Ellen is a bad person to work for stories
0: right no you're right it's very important to separate the two because right when these allegations came out the producers had a, a joint statement and said we take full responsibility we are working on creating a better environment we're in charge of that because yeah ellen yes she is in charge and ultimately she it needs to be uh you know responsible for, for everything that happens but be, think about the ellen show and all the different moving parts and the producers you know what they're in charge of so yes there's that but then yeah then there's really specific stories about Ellen being rude to her guests and being rude to the audience and don't look at me and some of the different things that uh, people have been saying, Um, but the allegations behind the scenes um, with that specific producer and his, uh, the misconduct there, Mm -hmm. that seems like that is pretty, of course it's serious, but there's multiple people saying that now.
1: So to me this is just an example of this is why you need to continue to listen to my talk 1071 throughout your day because from noon to 3 um our you know we go um, deep in the shallow as we say on the Colleen and Bradley show and yeah. we listen to blind items from Empty Lawyer he's this like crazy guy in a basement somewhere in LA he's an entertainment lawyer and he drops these gossip bombs um and people sort of overlook them for years and then they realize he was actually telling the truth. And he was talking about Harvey Weinstein. He was talking about Jeffrey Epstein, Prince Andrew, all these people years before anyone took these stories seriously. And yeah. one of the the lines of conversation that he had, uh, or uh, blind items that he put out in the past involved Ellen being a horrible place to work, and that she was mm, perhaps not the nicest person to work for. So this just makes me happy to know that We kind of saw this coming, and we're now actually seeing the the blind items and the gossipy bits turn into actual reported journalistic stories.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, now the question is, will The Ellen Show come back? And will anyone be interested? Can she still have that be kind to everyone, let's dance and have fun, you know, kind of vibe when we're all thinking, oh, my gosh, (laughs) all the stuff behind the scenes, it's not not good. Do we want to see yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think she'll and, be back? I
1: I mean, it's hard to know because again, you don't know where the gossip starts and the uh and the reality ends or vice versa. Sure. Um but but I'm just glad to see that, you know, the, the the truth is coming out in terms of what it's like to work there because, you know, it kind of paints a picture of of um what it's like to not only work in that environment but to work for Ellen and I think that'll probably make people think twice about how that's Um, you know going to go forward in the future also everything's up in the air so God only knows I think trying to write Ellen's obituary seems a little premature Um, I feel like she should be allowed to address the things that are actually going on it's just the only difference is that it's being put out in the daylight wouldn't you
3: agree the longer she remains uh, silent the worse this is getting I mean come on step up to the mic you need to say something like three weeks ago And I I was also going to ask you, did you see what was trending over the weekend? Replace Ellen, hashtag Replace Ellen. So everybody was uh, giving their votes and their picks for somebody to replace Ellen. So on Twitter, she's already gone, and we're already looking for a new host. Yeah, and then there was
1: this whole, there was a whole trajectory of, like, replace her with James Corden, and no, don't do James Corden, because he's horrible to work for. So it, it kind of just has taken on a life of its own on social media.
3: People
2: are
1: well, shocked. We gotta take the a break, guys.
0: Are...
2: I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. Oh yeah, yeah. you to.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, we're getting too deep here. Okay, yes, when we come back, let's continue this about Ellen. And I also watched Black is King, Beyoncé's movie on Disney Plus. We'll do that next. So it's
1: Monday, August third, seven twenty-one in the AM, and you're listening to your favorite morning show on My Talk 1071. It's Jason and Alexis. I'm Bradley, in for Jason, along with Dawn. Um, Alexis and of course Kenny and you guys okay so yes. um, Alexis did yeah. you watch Black is King over the weekend
0: I did everyone in my life is talking about this it's Beyonce's film that dropped on Disney Plus and so yesterday I thought okay I need to watch this I must watch it it's very similar to Lemonade it's a visual album and I didn't realize this and I probably should have connected the dots before but she was so inspired by being in Lion King that there's lion king in blackest king so you hear simba like mufasa's talking in the beginning and i'm like why is mufasa here and then <laughs> nala and then later on she's talking about Kuna and there's timon and pumbaa and so at first that was like oh okay i get it and now i get why it's on disney plus <laughs>
1: So going into it, had you done uh, much reading on it, or you kind of just went in and then maybe checked on some stuff afterward, it sounds like? Yeah,
0: I checked on stuff afterward. That's generally what I like to do, just to kind of make sure, you know, I kind of get a a clean slate while I'm watching it, going, okay, this is how I feel about it, versus, you know, being tainted by someone else's I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that I heard before, my brother had watched it before me, and he just said, you must watch it. And so there you go that's all i heard but so
1: compared to lemonade what was the experience like
0: it was similar in the sense that there are a lot of uh, her visually it's stunning absolutely gorgeous i mean you just think about just her accessories and fashion how many racks they needed because Every scene, she had a few different outfits that she wore, huge outfits of like tulle and metallic puffy sleeves and lace and just, just imagining that alone is wow. And then I also wonder, cause you know, her mom designs a lot of her clothing, how involved Tina, her mom, you know, was in the process. So just that alone, stunning and the story itself she kind of expands on the lion king story but there are there were a couple moments now first of all let me just say this too i love beyonce so i'm looking at it through those colored (laughs) uh, that vision you know because I, i i know that she is gets a lot of pushback for you know trying to be too perfect and I do feel like it must be exhausting to be Beyoncé because she <laughs> she, she has,
1: always looks amazing. She
0: always looks amazing. <laughs> you know, that's what we expect from Just perfect, pristine, and she did deliver that, you know. So, at the same time, you know, I, I do see that. And I, at one point, I was watching it on, and I was like, "Oh, there she goes again," you know, like she's looking absolutely gorgeous. And you know, it's really Beyonce focused, and it really starts that way. So she's in, and it's available
1: and... on Disney, so you can watch Disney it on Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah,
0: yes, yep, you can watch the whole thing. It's um, it's almost two hours. I want to say. Oh wow! It's yeah. Oh. It's, and is be there like an a album long that music you can video like 10 minutes oh no no oh. it's a whole film no it's Lots like a whole movie experience yep come they um, They're in with uh, there's a show, song that she does with her husband be uh, Jay-Z Pharrell is in it and um, at one point, too, the, one of the songs that kind of, I kind of teared up a little because it felt so empowering. She's like, I'm a mood. And it just, her daughters are in it as well, and, or, and her son, her kids, you can see them. Um, she also has a song um, with Naomi Campbell and Lupita Nyungo um, and Kelly Rowland, and they're looking at each other just like, You're so beautiful. And, you know, it felt like a good sisterhood. Are and, they all telling Beyonce she looks beautiful or each
2: other? They're telling each other. Okay, that felt mean, a but, little awkward to me. It yeah, was like, yeah. really?
0: Oh. Well, I would
1: like you guys to tell me how she's... beautiful I am.
0: <laughs> you, you do feel that sense, though, because even when they're doing, like, group dances, they're, the dancers are all in one color. And then Beyonce's in a different shade of the same color or something completely different like a contrast as so it should be that's yeah. what you're looking at yeah you're just looking yeah. at Beyonce dancing you know so I mean and the hair extensions alone I can't even imagine there's one where she's on like a uh you know what the painters like some scaffolding and the hair is just like two stories it's super long anyway it's really beautiful I liked black is is king and I I you know I don't know. Are you guys big? Right. I don't know this about you, Bradley. Are you Well, a big you know
1: what? Man? Let's talk about it on the other side because yeah. I also want to talk about somebody else who's very creative and um, is creating new work and that's Lady Gaga. So maybe let's talk more yeah. about Lady Gaga and Beyonce when we come back. Well Alexis loved Black is King. I'm not so sure that Dawn loved Lady Gaga's new work, but we're going to talk about it. We'll talk it through here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. On My Talk 1071, I'm Bradley Trainer, and along with, of course, Alexis, Dawn, and Kenny. Now, um, oh, by the way, make sure you download us on the app because we've got a month worth of um, goodies to give away. Just head to your favorite app store and download My Talk. You can listen to all your favorite shows. Alexis, you loved yeah. Black is King, and um, I just wanted to make sure you had time to say anything else about it before we oh. move on to something I don't know uh, Dawn liked.
0: Yeah, no, I I loved it. I think, uh, well, like I said, if you love Beyonce, you will love Black Is King, just for the fashion alone, the visuals, the empowerment that you feel as you watch it. I was just like, yeah, woman power. I can just imagine uh, black kids, especially watching this, and part of the, parts of the community going, you know what? Yeah. I, just feeling like a king and a queen Um, Mm -hmm. and just, I just thought it was beautiful. And I just can't imagine how much work went into that. The other thing, and as I watch a bunch of things, just in general, even things that were maybe taped, you know, before pandemic, I just thought, when did they do this? Because they're really close. I started to sound like my mom. <laughs> Don't
1: you notice like, like everything so you close? watch now, you're like, oh, those people get away from each other.
0: Yes. That's, a, that's another thing I was, I was watching. I was like, I probably would not normally think about this, but they're dancing real close and I'm sure there's droplets going. And oh. I'm like, wow, I'm sounding like my mom <laughs> or a mom, which I am now, which is crazy. But um, anyway, <laughs> I think you'll like it. But I don't know. Do you like Beyonce, Bradley?
1: I do. I do. I absolutely love Beyonce. I stayed up when Lemonade dropped originally. I stayed up um, all night to watch the entire thing. um, And I was just blown away because the thing I love about Beyonce is she is an artist, an actual artist who creates art. And the other thing I love about Beyonce is because... Unlike some other people who create things, you can tell she's a good person because everybody wants to work with her. She always is able to bring in so many different people from all, um, just all over the creative world to help her, um, you know, create her, her piece of art. And I just love yes. that. It's so collaborative. You can tell the fashion, the, you know, the music, the um just everything she's bringing in just just tells a tale about Beyonce on the inside, and I I just totally respect um, everything she does. I have not had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. I'm so behind on on my pop culture diet, but oh. I will be furiously catching up. And I've got Disney Plus still, so um, oh, I will definitely download it. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think you'll love it. And you, I, I've never uh, some of the accessories and the sparkly fa- f- fabric and things. I'm thinking, ooh how how, <laughs> how can inspired? I can get that fabric? Yes, myself, but also just the memes and the different things that will be coming out in response to her art. That's the other thing that I love to see. Uh, That's going to be real fun. So now on the other Mm -hmm. side is Lady Gaga.
1: Yeah. Okay, Dawn, tell us about it.
2: So MC bought the album this weekend. He's like, I just need to pick this up. He likes to buy physical copies of albums. So we're listening to it. And about, I don't know, the ninth track, we're like, Is this going to get good? It's just one song that just keeps... I don't know. Nothing seemed really unique like Lady Gaga usually is. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you guys listened to the whole album, Chromatica? I haven't. Just the rain on me. Does everything sound like rain on me? No. Actually, I think the two hits that we have heard that we play as bumper music that have been radio hits, those are the best songs. But Mm. other than that, these are not... In my opinion, I don't want to make anybody mad out there, but I just feel like (laughs) Lady Gaga... Kind of phoned this one in. She can do better than this. It was just the DJ wasn't good. Like the producing wasn't really great. There weren't any interesting beats. Lady Gaga is great with, you know, having good producers who make good dance beats. And then cool lyrics that are like unique to her. They're not just generic dance tracks. It just seemed like nothing. It was just all one thing. And I would like to read you some uh, lyrics from a really dumb song.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. good.
2: It's called Babylon. Do, do, do,
1: do. Babylon? It's
2: called Babylon. It's uh, track 16. Okay. We only have the weekend. You can serve it to me ancient city style. We can party like it's BC what? with a pretty 16th century smile. Then the chorus. Strut it out, walk a mile, serve it ancient city style. Talk it out, Babylon, battle for your life, Babylon. That's gossip. What you on? <laughs> oh.
0: What? It's like yeah. What are you Babylon. on is the ba- bigger like an question.
2: City. It's like an, a, the ancient city of Babylon mixed yeah. with babbling on, like gossiping.
0: Oh. B-b-b- Babylon.
2: Gossip. Gossip. Babylon. I'm like, we are really scraping but- the end of the barrel here.
1: But does it doesn't have a good
2: beat? Mm, it's right, barely. Barely. It's not like something where are like, I don't even care what the words are. This is so great. <laughs> because no. I would the like to remind you, dumb. this is
1: this is the same woman who did Poker Face, which was literally pa-pa-pa-poker face, pa-pa-poker face.
2: But And we love that song. But yes, that one that had a catchy beat to it, and everybody yeah. sang that. You yeah, know what I mean? True. This is not anything that people, I don't know. I'm she not loving this album, guys. I think it's very phoned in. I don't think that it shows her real talents, even as a singer. Um, yeah. It's just it kind of felt so basic. Like, I don't if this was her first album, I don't think she would have gotten famous. Wow. That's, you know, I, hashtag unpopular opinion. I'm sure. I
1: don't know that that's an unpopular opinion, though, because I will tell you, I still think her first album is her best album. OK. Yeah. And
2: yeah, yeah. I love Joanne. I think her first album and then Joanne are my favorites.
0: Yeah. Well, and we're not getting a ton of buzz about her album other than, you know, the song with Ariana Grande. Yeah. Rain, Rain on, on me, me, me. Right. And then Stupid Rain. Love. And Aww. Stupid Love. Yeah. But other than that.
2: Well,
1: I don't feel like we've much. gotten a lot of. Yeah. We haven't gotten a lot of buzz out of Lady Gaga since she kind of went bye bye. Right. Like. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly when that was. It was before Joanne. I mean she just she was overblown. Wasn't the conversation then really that she got too big too fast and then mm-hmm. sort of collapsed and then yeah. kind of had to
3: go away? Up. After that movie she kind of just disappeared. That little documentary movie thing she had.
2: Oh, uh five oh, foot two. Netflix.
3: Yeah. And after I watched that I haven't heard much more about her. What did MC think about it, Don? I'm surprised he's way. even a fan. Oh yeah.
2: He he loves he's a lover of all music. Yeah. He oh, he's Oh, interesting. Huge music library, loves concerts. Um <clears throat> No, well, you'd
3: have to pay me 100 bucks to buy a uh, an album by her. Seriously.
2: Um if you have Spotify, you can listen to it there obviously. Um I don't know. And and you know, maybe I'm just cynical, but but I just didn't feel like it did anything for me. I was like, I don't really feel like I need to listen to this again. So yeah, I, I still sure think one really of my favorite on
1: one of my favorite collaborations she did. Do you remember the song Telephone? Yeah. Yes. And she did that, that whole Beyonce. thing with Beyonce. I yeah. loved that. Uh, and it was cinematic, um, and again, it's probably Beyonce's influence. But they they essentially filmed a movie around the song, and you know it was an ex sort of one of the first. Well, I don't know if it was the first, but it it, it was cer- certainly one of the first I noticed sort of cinematic video song experiences where there was an actual narrative, and it mm-hmm. was just really it was shot I really just, well. So cool in yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Oh, but yeah, there you go. Back to Beyonce. <laughs> I think you're well, right. <laughs>
1: So when we come back, do you guys want to stay on pop music? Because yes. I am so curious what you guys think about Free Britney. Have you talked a lot about this, the Free Britney we movement? We have, but
0: not, not a ton. No, let's definitely talk about that and see, after hearing her dad and her sister, my views have changed a little bit.
1: We'll talk about <laughs> Britney when we come back right here on My Talk One oh seven one.
0: Is Free Britney a conspiracy
1: theory? I mean, I don't think so. But we're going to talk about it because I need to take the temperature of the ladies here on Jason, Alexis, and Kenny, of course, on My Talk One. Uh Good morning. It's just about 7.45. And um, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got very specific opinions about Brittany. But I want to take the temperature of the room because no doubt you guys have covered this story as well. And there were some stories over the last week that I missed um, about people speaking out on Brittany's behalf. So, Alexis, yeah. I ask you.
0: Yeah, so this Free Britney thing, huge thing. My brother uh, lives in L.A., and he uh, there's, like, protests and rallies. Of course, this is before COVID and, you know, the social unrest, but uh, that, that was a big thing. He made posters, and I was fully on board. Like, yeah, Free Britney. She should be able to do whatever she wants. That conservatorship is a bunch of crap. And recently, Jamie Lynn, her sister... And her dad have come out with statements basically kind of like, you know, we're not out to take her money and to keep her from things. We're protecting her. And, of course, you know, everything, there's something in the middle. But I've kind of come on board with that. Not saying that Free Britney is a conspiracy theory. I'm not quite there like her dad is. Because maybe there are things within the conservatorship that could change, you know, because it has mm-hmm. been, what, a decade? How long has she been under conservatorship? It's 12 years so far. Okay, so, yeah, a dozen years. And then um, when I watch her Instagram, I kind of think maybe there's a reason why it's mm. it, it's in place. Then we also have this juxtaposition with Kanye West because when I think about kind of public breakdowns i think of britney first and then also you know recently more with with kanye west and his mental health challenges
1: okay so you're sort of like on the fence you're like a little bit of column a a little bit of column b yeah but i was fully free britney
0: spears before and the other thing that you know that because of the free britney kind of campaign I think that there, this her conservatorship has never been more in the spotlight than now that if mm-hmm. there were, were going to be some changes or, you know, you know, lawyers are going, oh, we got to look into this. If there is any loophole, I want to be in part of part of this or, you know, I mean, think that there's a judge that's upholding this, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: there's that, too, that I'm thinking at least that is still going. There's that process. So there sure. has to be some reason why she needs it.
1: I'm, I'm curious about um, Dawn and then Kenny. So Dawn, mm-hmm. what do you think about Free Britney? Or what's been sort of your take, the, the, you know, the last few months, mm-hmm.
2: years? Yeah, I, th- I feel like something is going on that we don't know about. I really do feel like there has to, I mean, because the lawyer's being paid. And then there was the whole controversy that I can't quite, uh, I don't know all the details about how the, um, when her father was really sick, the lawyer just had control. Wasn't that that was
1: actually well, yeah, first he was sick, but then remember he was also sidelined because he allegedly struck her daughter or uh, her son.
2: Yeah, right, right. One of the boys. Mm -hmm. I just think that there I think that she probably does need help. But at the same time, there's a financial reason for them to be involved and to have control over her money. You know,
1: sure. So, so like, there's something we just don't know about, but they definitely need to have some sort of financial control.
2: Yeah, and what about uh, her mom tweeting weird where stuff and liking tweets? Because yeah. mm-hmm. wasn't that a strange situation too, where we're like, well, wait a minute, that's what started all of this.
1: Exactly. Kenny, do you have any take on Free Britney? Uh, That we all need to,
3: and I mean everybody that's ever weighed in on this needs to shut up and mind our own business Mm. because we're not in there. We're not close. We don't see Britney every day. We don't know the lawyer. We don't know the judge. We don't know the parents. Mm -hmm. It's none of our business. They created Mm. her. She came out of the womb doing the high kick. So they they (laughs) created her. I mean, she's been in show business since day one. Obviously, it's going to screw her up. Look what it did to Elvis. Look what it's done to other people, child stars. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us, the collective, every single one of us, Twitter, Facebook, everything, we
1: need to just shut up and let them
3: handle this.
1: That's yeah, my opinion. I, I, no, I, I think that comes, I mean, that comes from a good place, right? Like, I, clearly, Britney is the most important thing. I will say, like, I think it's a total conspiracy theory, but I think sometimes conspiracy theories are based in truth and it's hard to. No. So I, I also think she's been in the public spotlight, you know, um, since she was, you know, created as Kenny put it. And so therefore we all feel emotionally invested in her. So I think, I don't think you can expect people to just look the other way, especially when she's lived uh, everything, you know, out loud for Mm -hmm. the last, um, you know, three, almost four decades now. I think it's, It'd be a little premature to think we're all just going to like go mind our own business somewhere else because we are so, you know, connected to her. Yeah, But but you're right. Like we don't know what's really going on on the inside. And I think all that we can do then is sort of pick apart the pieces that we do know. And to me, it's just you just have to look at the facts. You don't even have to know whether or not because people try. I think they oftentimes get hooked up on. Like, does she have a mental illness? Is she really mentally ill? If she is, what does that mean? Blah, blah, blah. That stuff to me is uh, less important. The most important thing is she's 37, 38 years old, 38 years old. And she has been under this conservatorship for the last 12 years. And everything I've read about that type of conservatorship is that they are never in place for 12 years. It's always something very temporary unless the person is extremely incapable of managing um their personal details which is entirely possible but then you have to remember that um and this is sort of the way we we've talked about it on our show you have to think about the fact that they put her out there to work seven days a week when she was yeah. doing that vegas yeah um that well, vegas
0: uh the reveal
1: the piece that she was doing in vegas right so like if she can show up for work and do a job nine to five i feel like she should have a little more control over the other stuff that's going on in her life
3: but was she on her own showing up driving up in her own car has she ever been given the tools to survive life like all of us have how to budget how to how to manage a home Uh, just uh, day-to-day life has she ever been given that Probably not. No. From my yeah. removed view, she, she never has. She's yeah. always been a puppet. She's always been a pawn in somebody else's game, mm-hmm. a, a, just a little money maker, And, and yeah. she probably doesn't know how to live day to day.
1: Is she even capable of learning? That I don't know. Yeah. You know. Well, and most people yeah. have the ability to find out. Right. But she clearly doesn't have the ability to find out if she's able to, you know, show up for work on her own, um, pay a bill, you know, sign mm-hmm. a check in her own name because to your point she's never had to do that in her entire life she's never been given the opportunity you know there's always been handlers around her uh,
0: that we know of i mean maybe right maybe there right. was. you're right you that know? we know of yeah but
3: i remember that marriage to federline and boy that was a just a public
1: disaster mm-hmm.
0: yeah Well, even her relationship now and that guy, you know, you do wonder. Oh, that's
1: totally a paid, that's a paid for experience. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I mean, if you just like spend any time on his Instagram feed, you realize very quickly they just hired an Instagram influencer, somebody who looks beautiful, who she could get along with, you know, like you guys are going to show up together. And I don't know what their actual feelings are, but to me, that's irrelevant. He is a stable force that they can show up for in photos and ride bikes and together work out through together. the yeah.
2: yeah and work out together that's true maybe he's just her trainer
1: and
0: does maybe, she even uh, know that yeah see this oh man it always comes back well that's it's where you get into bad. all the
1: speculating and that's why i'm like yeah. the conspiracy theory to me it, it, it's like have your conspiracy theory because nobody's ever going to know but but on some level it's clear from just the evidence that this is not normal like there is nothing normal about this relationship that a 38 year old woman Cause she's only, you know, she still only has 20% custody of her kids. Of her and I'm not kids, saying you know. that I know what's wrong, but I think more like, uh, Kenny believes she, it's a tool of control. Um, the motivation or the, the cause or what's actually going on behind the scenes is almost less, um, less important. Cause we really will never know. So at that point it's just guess, you
0: know, well, guess and Don where. brought up her mom. Yeah. What where's about- her mom been?
2: Yes. Yes, her her mom, mom has been taken told a... to stay out of it and just shut up because she caused a whole bunch of issues with this. It's the speculation that her mom was liking tweets that were all of these conspiracy theories. Yeah, and her
1: mom was showing up in an attempt to get more financial control or to be informed mm-hmm. of some of the financial decisions that were being made for Britney, which indicated to the rest of us that, you know, the there secretive. was... That somebody is trying to wrest some control away for Britney, even if it's just, you know, another person doing it. In this case, her mom.
2: Right. Oh, Well, man. I think we've solved we'll never the, know.
0: Yeah, the problem.
1: More should be revealed.
0: Yeah, that we'll never know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, we all want what's best for Britney and, you know, defining what that is. That's the hardest part there. And to try to be a parent, too. And she's a parent, so. Yeah. Ooh. All right, when we come back, we're going to replay Friday's Passing Notes. It was a really good one with Patrick Royce. And, of course, we've got Dreamweaver coming up next hour as well.